welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm DT. And I'm Natalie. This is a really sad episode because Deep D and I are not in the same place this week. I'm really sad you're not sitting next to me. I know it's such a weird feeling doing it this way, but I am in Sedona doing a family vacation and it's been nice actually to get out of the city because there's so much energy there. And in Sedona, everything is like so relaxed and like calming. I just got back from like a little hike and meditation. I feel so renewed feel good. Yeah. Are you renewed to talk about the latest episodes of this newest season? Because lots have happened in these episodes. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to need another meditation after this one to cleanse myself from the episodes. Okay. Before we get into it though, I thought it was so cool that you were in New York city with Bartice, mm-hmm. Kwame and bliss. Like I, I couldn't believe you met them. I know me too. Honestly, I was like, wait, first of all, I was like, oh, this is an interesting pairing. But um, so because Kwame and Bliss had to come all the way from Seattle, it was like a really long flight for them all the way to New York. So Bartice and I hung out before they got there. And it was so funny because people recognized us when we were out and they would look at us, me and they'd be like, oh, it's deep tea. Oh, it's, it's uh, Bartice. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, wait, what the hell are you two doing together? And they would like freak out. <laughs> it was so funny, but I had so many like heart to hearts with Bartice. I actually really like him. And we came to the conclusion that he's a good friend, but not a good boyfriend. And I think that's what the way I'm going to summarize parties. <laughs> Did he tell you that he has a baby? No, that was so shocking to find out. I was like, excuse me, I was with you for two days straight and you didn't tell me you had a kid. Like, oh yeah, he didn't tell me. I think he just wanted um, the media to break the news. So when I saw his Instagram post, announcing that he is the father of a baby boy, I was, my jaw actually dropped. I I was like in shock. First of all, I just, I I mean, he was just on Perfect Match. I know it filmed last year in March, but I was like, I just saw you on the show being single and dating Izzy. And then now you're the father of a baby boy. He hasn't revealed who the baby mama is. Um, But it looks like his baby is a few months old, because if you look through the photos that he has posted on his Instagram, there's a picture where Bartice is wearing a shamrock necklace and his baby is dressed in green and has like clovers on a onesie. So it looks like that was from St. Patrick's Day, which was on March 17th. So, you know, it has been at least a month or a few months since the baby has been born. Yeah. So he probably got someone pregnant after perfect match wrapped filming and before, after the altar um, filming started. So somewhere in that timeline, there was a hookup that we don't know of, but yeah, clearly I don't think they're together because I don't know. It seemed like he was single when I was with him. So it was interesting. I do have to say really quickly though, meeting Kwame and bliss was so much fun. And I had a different viewpoint when I was watching these episodes of them because they are honestly so genuine like Kwame I went to lunch with him and he's like so articulate and kind and same with Bliss like what you see on screen is literally what you get like she's beautiful soul I'm really excited for you to meet them when they come out to LA yeah so I'll be in LA for a love is blind fan event this week And then Deep D and I will also be together for the live reunion. We'll get into that later because I have so many predictions, but 
we could save that for the end. Um, but yeah, Bliss <laughs> seems like such a genuine person after watching these episodes. So I'm not shocked that she's like the same way she is as how she's being portrayed. But I, I cannot wait to meet them. Did you get any like good tea from them? Like anything I mean, you can share? <laughs> I did get some tea, but I feel like because like we bonded so much, like I, I yeah. feel like I have to be genuine and like hold on to it. Like I'll tell you later. It wasn't anything crazy, to be honest. Um, it's kind of confirming everything we've heard so far. And, you know, we'll get into all of that, but it was nothing over the top. And we'll talk to them when we see them next week. And then maybe after the yeah. live reunion, we'll, we'll air some tea. <laughs> Yeah, for a future episode. So you guys have to stay tuned. Other things that we found out since the last episode, aside from Bartice's baby boy, but we found out that Zach actually did not plagiarize the song, the song that he sang to Irina when he proposed to her in episode three. So Deep Who D, you were right. right. You were right. I, I love wrong. the I love those words. So for those uh, of you guys who didn't see the post, we found out that Zach did not plagiarize the song that he sang to Irina when he proposed to her. So Deep D was right. I am completely Ooh. wrong. I also owe Zach a huge apology because I was so sure that he lied and said that he wrote that song, but he revealed a never before seen clip on his Instagram mm -hmm. saying, or well, the clip showed that he goes, I wrote you a song. And then I think he says, um, actually, it's not an original. It's one of my favorite songs, but I changed the lyrics a little bit. So yeah. he even cited it. So I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I knew Jack wasn't lying there. I'm proud of you, Zach. I mean, he's a lawyer. He's not going to do that. Right. Like I had faith in him. I'm shocked that he got that footage because I feel like production does not do that. They don't give you never be seen, never before seen footage that that yeah. just doesn't happen. Exactly. So. I'm sure he like actually said something and is like, this is detrimental to my career. This is making me look so bad. So I think Netflix kind of caved. So good for them. Honestly, cleared up. Another thing that we heard is Micah actually responded to my comments on our previous podcast episode. When I say, I don't think that her and Paul were genuine. I heard from some sources, multiple sources that um, her intent to be on the show weren't genuine and like that relationship wasn't genuine. So she actually responded to it because Entertainment Tonight asked her about it. So this is what she said. She goes, I think that she, as in me, Natalie, should have taken the time to talk to me or Paul before saying something like that. She went through this experience. She knows how things can be portrayed or feel. I'm sure she went through the same thing with Shane. So I think that maybe she should have given me a little grace, especially in something that's incredibly untrue. And then she also said that she would consider coming on the podcast, but obviously has her reservations based on my comments. You know what? I respect her response. Like, what is she going to say? Like, yes, I'm not genuine in this process. And we'd love to have her on the podcast. I would love to hear her side of the story because I think we've heard from, you know, a few people who are close to the set or, you know, close to like love is blind that they aren't very genuine. So I'd love to hear if she like her perspective of it and why people thought that of her and Paul. Yeah, no, we would absolutely love to have Micah on. And obviously we're just like kind of 
saying what we heard from sources. It's not like we don't have anything against her and we would love for her to just come on and, and you know, clear some things up. Why not? Let's talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Like, what is she going to say? Like, I was being disingenuous. Like, obviously, she's not going to say that. But I really would love to hear her inside perspective on everything because obviously what we see is edited things, right? So Micah, if you're listening, please come on the pod. (laughs) And deep, deep, sultry voice, please come on. Please please come on the pod. (laughs) All right, let's get right into these episodes. I want to start with Jackie and Marshall. I hate that I'm going right into them, but they kept me glued onto the screen. Um, The way that their relationship tumbled in these latest episodes was such a surprise to me. I knew that they weren't going to work, but the way things went down was crazy. It was absolutely insane. And honestly, there's so many things coming out about them on social media. I think there was an article by Narcity Seattle that reported that essentially there was text message. And this is all allegedly, we don't know how real this is, but it was a text thread between Jackie and two of her friends who have had a falling out since um, these text messages were exchanged. But essentially, she's questioning Marshall's sexuality, which is absolutely absurd. But um, she doesn't talk very highly of Marshall at all. And then she goes on to say, we got to stretch things for TV. And so, oh, I don't know, it was just so distasteful. And uh, it's not a good look for Jackie. Yeah, these text messages were during filming, right? Like she was sending to Mm -hmm. sending these text messages to her friends during filming, filming. Yeah, I think so. Like last year. Yeah. So insane. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that Marshall actually responded to these alleged text messages from Jackie. He tweeted, the only sugar is on my pancakes. So just going back um, in those in these text messages, supposedly from Jackie to her friend, she goes, I don't want to hear y'all saying that he's got sugar in the tank. Whatever that I'm not means. quoting that cor- correctly, but it was something around those lines. And supposedly like sugar in the tank implies like someone may be like gay or bisexual. Did you have to urban dictionary that? Because I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> what is this? I, I didn't know what it meant either, but it was in that article by Narcity Seattle. Yeah. They they mm-hmm. looked it up on Urban Dictionary urban and that's dictionary. supposedly what it means. Yeah. yeah. So um I don't know. They're Term. just being well, Jackie's being very messy on social media right now. Um she's also being super defensive and really threatening to reveal all these receipts that she Mm -hmm. supposedly has. So I'm curious to see what she has to reveal, but yeah, you could tell Marshall and Jackie probably not on good terms. Mm -hmm. I am excited to see what goes down on the reunion episode because I don't know. I feel like things are going to be said. Yeah. And you know, Jackie's going to be the one to break at reunion, like, especially if she's already like messaging, like responding to people on social media and saying, oh, I'm going to leak the tea. Like, obviously she's going to come with some, with some evidence. She's going to, you know, give us some receipts. So, oh man, it's going to be an interesting reunion. I can't believe they're doing it live. I know. I'm excited. The fact that we're going to be there seeing it live. They are probably the couple that I 
really want to know more about like what really happened in these episodes, the way that their relationship just tumbled is very interesting because we mm-hmm. open episode nine um, with both of them coming back from Chelsea's birthday party. And you could tell that they're frustrated with each other. Marshall asks Jackie, like, what do you need from me? And she goes, I can't talk about this. It's midnight. And then she hugs him from behind and goes, just love me. And then the next time we hear of Jackie and Marshall, um, she didn't show up to her bridal dress fitting and she's on a date with Josh. And I'm like, what happened? What? Like, yeah. how did this happen? No, exactly. Like, exactly. After Chelsea's birthday, I think he asks her, like, what do you need of me? Like, what do you want from me kind of situation? And Jackie just responds, you're doing great. Like, I don't expect anything else from you. But I think she's just saying these words just so that Marshall can like, calm down. And she just really wanted to go to bed. But it was so confusing that she went on that date with Josh, because she didn't talk to Marshall about it before she went. So essentially, she literally cheated on her fiance. And that's what I think is so distasteful about the whole situation because she didn't break up with Marshall before she went on this date and kissed him like in front of everyone like the whole uh, it just makes me I'm sorry I get angry about it because I'm bothered of the the course of actions that she took you know yeah so what Jackie is saying on her social media on her Instagram through her Instagram comments she's saying that the producers told her not to show up to the dress fitting and the, you know, like there was some sound bites inputted like throughout that whole situation, her going on that date with Josh and her meeting with Marshall afterward, like that made it worse than it was. So we'll just have to see like what she can provide or her side of the story, but it was extremely messy. Like when Jackie kissed Josh on that date, she completely cheated on Marshall in front of like, no. on the entire world. I was like, huh? Yeah, no, exactly. But honestly, I do have to say, I really, like you said, I really want to hear her out at reunion on the, like, on how the order of events that happened because the way we see it she skipped the dress fitting and went to the date instead but for some reason I thought that was editing like there's no chance they did that simultaneously right like it was very confusing to me and that whole like text exchange with Tiffany and Brett and then Brett like pulling Marshall out and being like hey did you know that like Jackie's not at her dress fitting I don't know all of it seemed a little bit orchestrated to be drama filled in a way. And so I'm just, I'm very curious to see her perspective on, on what she says about it. Yeah, I am as well. I will say that I really liked the conversation she had with Josh. Obviously I thought it was inappropriate considering she hadn't broken it off with Marshall yet, but she's very clear in terms of why she doesn't want to be with Marshall. And obviously we see a more sober Josh and he's very clear with what he wants. I feel bad saying this, but I did kind of like their conversation. Getting back to after that date where Marshall and Jackie meet back up at their shared apartment and they break up. They're, you know, completely done. Jackie is like, I am not attracted to you. Or she goes, I can't love you because I'm attracted to Josh. And then Marshall asks for the ring back and it made a huge wave on social media being like, I can't believe Jackie won't give her ring back. So Marshall goes, I want the ring back. And Jack is like, no, I'm keeping it. (laughs) What did you think about that? Because I actually think that Marshall shouldn't get the ring back because it's not his it's productions yeah I I don't think it was really about the ring it was the principle of it all like Jackie was kind of taking something away from him which was you know her love I guess and for uh, for uh, Marshall he's just like well then give me back the ring you know like it's mine so he just wanted to take something from her or just be like 
not petty, but you know, I don't know. It was interesting to me, but you're right. It's not Marshall's to keep. Technically it's not even Jackie's to be honest. It's, it's, productions so like when remember we didn't have to pay for the rings at all neither did our guys they they went through a catalog and picked a ring out and netflix or production paid for it so obviously it's neither of theirs to be honest i'm glad we're talking about this whole ring situation because we've received so many questions from you guys about like who owns the ring who buys the rings all this stuff so like we said, production or Netflix bought us the rings. And even if we don't get married at the end of the experiment, we still get to keep our engagement rings. Yep, exactly. The women do at least. Because I remember there was like a false rumor going around saying that I was sued by production <laughs> for the ring back and that never happened. I actually emailed production being like, can I return the ring? Like, what do you want me to do with it? And they're like, you could return it if you don't want it anymore. You could just keep it. So I ended up keeping it. Um, but yeah, that's everything about the ring. Wait, it's I can't believe production. you actually did that. <laughs> you actually emailed them. I'd be like, okay. after all the stress, no thanks. <laughs> I'm keeping this damn ring. <laughs> did you keep your ring? Yeah, I kept it except for, I think it's at the bottom of Lake Michigan now. So all right. Wait, how did that happen? Remember when we went on a cruise with the the whole cast? I think I was wearing it on a different hand because I just loved my ring. It was so unique and cute. Yeah. Um, I just had it on a different finger, but I was like, wait, is it weird that I have this and Shake and I are not together and he was supposed to be there? So I took it and I put it in my purse and I think I got a little tipsy and then I just kind of like, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Titanic. <laughs> like It's all the way down at the bottom of, of the lake. Some, hopefully someone will find it one day and be like, oh, I'm just kidding. No, I, I kept mine. Um, I want to give it back because I was like, what do I do with this? Like, I just mm -hmm. like, it's not Shane's. It's not really mine. Yeah. Um, but I, I did ended up keeping it as kind of like a reminder of like this entire crazy experience mm -hmm. we went through. But the reason why I emailed them. So I actually ended up continuing my engagement with Shane after our wedding day. That's and right. so after that ended, after we broke up, I was like, you know, what do I do with it? So that's <laughs> yeah, kind of the story of, of my ring. In a little jewelry box hidden for, in the, it goes in the X boxes, right? You Do you have a box with like all of your stuff from your exes kind of thing? No, oh. I have a memory box, so it's yeah, in there, it's but I don't have a box for my exes. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like a little memory box, but anyways, but yeah, this whole Josh, Jackie situation, I honestly think that, it's, I think it's fine to be attracted to who you're attracted to. It's just the way she did it is what's like kind of frustrating to me. Just break up with your fiance first and then go kiss him. Who cares? You know, I would have loved if she did that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That was really tough to watch. Um, so they're completely over. So they're done, but mm -hmm. we do know that Jackie and Josh have stayed in touch. I don't know if they're dating or they're just friends, but mm -hmm. last week it was all over TikTok that they were seen at a baseball game together in Seattle. So yes. we do know that they're hanging out and, you know, I'm excited to hear like, are they dating? Are they married? Ooh. I think that they'll talk about it at the live reunion. Yeah, I wonder if Josh is going to be there. But I did hear from um, Bliss that Zach was also at that baseball game separately and saw oh, them no. together. <laughs> and he was like, wait a minute, is that Jackie and Josh? So that was interesting. 
Wait, so Marshall didn't know about Jackie and Josh dating or uh, hanging out? Well, I think it's pretty clear in these episodes that Jackie's very transparent and tells him that, you know, I'm going to try to see if Josh is the person for me. So I don't know to what extent Marshall knew, but, um, you know, if he didn't before, he definitely does now. (laughs) Ooh, well, okay. We'll just have to see. I feel like it's just another conversation topic for the live reunion. I'm excited to see like what happens what Marshall knows, where Jackie and Josh are in terms of their relationship. So we'll just have to see. <laughs> Another couple that kept me glued to the screen was Kwame and Chelsea. Yes. They also were like very surprising um, in terms of like their dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, I we agree. see Chelsea who is very committed to the relationship and admires Kwame and then you could see like Kwame's just like unsure. He, I, I feel like the feel I get from Kwame is he feels like he's giving a lot of himself to and Chelsea in that relationship. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with you. I think we see that in the clothing store. Clearly something had happened the morning um, before they got to the store. But I, I think sometimes Chelsea is disconnected and doesn't read his body language in a way. Like when I was watching those episodes, I was like, do you not see that he's like kind of uncomfortable or something happened in the morning that's still impacting his current situation with you? Like, I think she just didn't know how to read his body language or his behavior right did you catch that too like it was kind of off so I put myself in Chelsea's shoes because well I have been in her shoes at one point Mm -hmm. but I think what Chelsea's doing is she's trying to show the cameras that they're like this happy couple but clearly there's issues behind the scenes so Mm -hmm. I took it as less of like she can't read his body language but she's trying to like hide all the problems that they have like I did with Shane where we were fighting a lot in the background but we're like pretending like we're this happy go lucky couple in front of the cameras. And I feel like that's what Chelsea's doing. And I really thought this when she says to Kwame, you're really going to throw me under the bus. Like she says that during the conversation as if like he is revealing something that he shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but it's interesting because Chelsea hasn't acted that way before. Like when they've had issues, especially even with Micah, all of these things, she's been very upfront and vocal in front of the cameras, which is why it surprised me that when it comes to like addressing her situ, like her issues or what Kwame may find faults in her, she has to like, you know, shut it off. Like I was like, eh, let's just like talk about everything if we're going to talk about it. And I loved the way Kwame actually like stepped up and was like, Hey, you know, there's a difference between being direct and confrontational. Like we can just chat about it. And like, I think they have, they do have healthy communication though, which is really cool to see, see in these episodes. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting to see their dynamic. And I think you mentioned this before is this is the couple that's gonna, we're gonna see if like, I don't know, we're kind of indifferent. I don't know if they're gonna make it or not, right? Yeah, they're they're getting the will they, won't they edit where there's moments you feel like they're going to work. Like when you see them at the boudoir, is that how you say it? Boudoir? Boudoir yes, photo boudoir. shoot? Which, boudoir. which the moment I saw that scene, I was like, this is not a show for kids. I was like, this is, <laughs> okay. even I felt like, woo, like I feel like this is way too intimate. 
Wait, do you want to hear something funny? So since I'm in Sedona with the family, obviously I watch these episodes with them and my dad was in and out. Cause obviously he's like, whatever about it. And every single moment that was like inappropriate, my dad would walk in and it was the boudoir um, photo shoot. And my dad's like, what is this show? I'm like, dad, this is love is blind. He goes, no, it's not. <laughs> he just walked right out. It was, uh, I was so watching. I was like, is this too hot to handle? Like, did I, what happened here? I mean, look, they looked great. They have great they bodies. Did. Ooh, I was totally. like, even I was getting a little like hot watching the scene, but <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that they're like wearing Calvin Klein underwear versus like anything like lacy or lacy. like more sexy. So I was like, interesting shoot. They kept it like as PG as they could. But yeah. when he put his forehead onto like her chest, I was like, huh? I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Someone uh, DM'd me and they're like, that kind of looked like a magnet to like a refrigerator where it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. Like, <laughs> she's kind of stuck to her chest. People DM'd me too. And they were like, please address how, how this was not tasteful or fun to watch. And I was like, stop it. That's so rude. You know what? Whatever floats their boat, it makes them happy. But that was, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting, but also the conversation after that photo shoot was, I think, interesting too, because obviously Kwame's um, family has not been very supportive. And in these episodes, we see them going to Chelsea's parents or Chelsea's mom, mom's side of the family too, right? And so I felt like there was a lot of support coming from Chelsea's side and we don't see as much from Kwame's until wedding day. So um, yeah, it just, it's interesting the dynamic, but I do love that I think, Chelsea's parents or Chelsea's side of the family is very much there for Kwame. I think he needs it. Um, so that was nice to see. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. You know, it sucks that Kwame's mom isn't supportive in the beginning of these episodes. It sounds like his dad doesn't even know he's getting married until, you know, leading Later. up to their wedding day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what that feels like, right? My parents were extremely supportive, but if I didn't have their support during this process, like through the stress mm -hmm. of it all, like I, I think I would have had like a mental breakdown because it's a lot. It's so much. No, I agree with you. I think that's what we see Kwame expressing to Chelsea too, is like, he's like, you know, I don't have a safe place for me to go or someone to talk to outside of you and your family. And I think he leans on some of his friends, but like, he doesn't have, what does he say? Like, I can't just drive two hours to Portland and lay in my bed and then come back. Obviously yeah. that doesn't make sense. So yeah, he's kind of struggling a little bit and you kind of see that shining through in these episodes. I do think that my prediction is that they're going to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like they're the type of couple that will never be like the Lauren and Cameron or the Tiffany and Brett. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to bicker a bit for like the rest of their lives, but I actually do see them working out. I think that they do have a commitment to each other. I loved Kwame's siblings, mm -hmm. like his brother and sister, the love so and support, sweet. like makeup for what his parents can't give him in that moment. And it was yeah. so beautiful to watch. His sister needs her own show. She is just <laughs> a ray of sunshine. She is so magical on screen. The way that mm -hmm. she goes to see Chelsea during the wedding and she goes, our mm -hmm. Chelsea and gifts her with a purse made of this fabric from Ghana, which I think uh, Kwame is from Ghana. Like his, his family's yes. from Ghana. Just, it was so beautiful to see. 
mm-hmm. um, and her just giving the reassurance to Kwame that, Hey, like mom and dad are happy for you. Like, I know that they're not here, but you know, they're going to love Chelsea. And I was like, wow, the power of siblings in that moment. I completely agree with you. And when Kwame was explaining his whole family situation, it really resonated with me because there's, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between the Western African culture and the Indian culture, just in the way that he was explaining how he was raised. He wasn't able to take his girlfriends home, like basically thinks that his mom or, and dad probably think that he's still a virgin. Those are all very, like very similar to my upbringing. So I felt really connected connected to him in that sense. Um, but no, I completely agree. Uh, his sister was such a sweetheart. And then remember when she says, you know, I know mom is not here, but you know that she's praying for you and wishes you the best, like, and you know, she'll come around and sometimes it does take some time, but I think she will come around. I have faith. I I do too. Someone actually messaged (laughs) her out of the pods, Instagram page. And they're like, why can't Chelsea just wait a year like why can't Kwame and Chelsea wait a year before getting married to get the mom's approval and I was like this is love is blind okay there's no waiting this isn't (laughs) there's no waiting either you either know your decision or you don't like so um but I do feel like these two are going to say yes yeah and I also you know there's no harm in having a second wedding a year later when she approves you know have two weddings why not yeah a little one year anniversary you know reunion (laughs) It'll be cute. I th- it looks like Micah and Paul are doing pretty well in these episodes. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing about them is I feel like they say so little about their relationship that every scene with them just feels the same. They're just like, I miss you. I love you. I have love for you. And so I feel like we're just not getting a lot from them. I completely agree with you. They leave me so confused because remember in the last set of episodes, Micah's talking to Kwame at Chelsea's party and she's like well it's not like rainbows and sunshine whatever butterfly whatever term she uses she's like there's things going on behind the scenes and I just want to be like I want to know what these issues are please tell me what the issues are apart from Paul not wanting to move to Scottsdale and you know Micah not liking Paul's apartment like what are the big issues that they have like That's what I want to know, because you're right. They just like paint this perfect picture of them. And I feel like they don't get in depth and we don't see much of them in these episodes, honestly. One of the things that I noticed is like their conversations are a whole lot of nothing. Like we don't (laughs) find out a lot about them through their conversations with each other, comparing it to Tiffany and Brett, where um, Tiffany and Brett, they just like talk about real life stuff. They're actually able to express their love for one another in different ways. And, um, I feel like Micah and Paul are just being very performative in the words that they say, like, it it feels Mm -hmm. like they're just saying the words to the audience versus Mm -hmm. themselves. Like they're like, this just sounds good. So we're going to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe they do mean it, maybe they don't, but it sounds very much like this would make a cute moment for a TV type of thing. Cause you don't, I don't know. It's just like a whole lot of like fluffy, nothing in my opinion. I completely agree with you. I didn't see a lot of substance in them. And also like, did you notice, um, you know, Micah's behavior obviously changes a lot. (laughs) You know how we talked about that redemption arc and yeah, she does like 
she kind of like morphs into the company that she keeps almost like when she had Irina, I think it brought out like a, a side, like a mean girl side to her. And you see that when she's with Shelby too. But I feel like when she's with the other girls like Tiffany or Chelsea um, or Bliss, like she kind of shines through and she's like kind of becomes like a sweeter version of herself. So it's interesting. I think her energy changes based on who she surrounds herself with essentially. Yeah. I feel like she has, she doesn't have a strong sense of self in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Um, But I noticed that too, like the viewer's opinions of her changes so dramatically for each episode. And I was like, cause she's constantly changing. She's like a chameleon almost Mm -hmm. where she changes based on who she's with, like her surroundings. Dude, (laughs) did you see on social media? Everyone's like, Oh, like, um, cause Micah posted a TikTok and she's like, hi, it's me. Like, and the caption is basically like coming back in to see if like the world will give her another chance essentially. And all the comments are like, Micah, we forgive you. Don't worry. Jackie's the new villain. Like you've redeemed yourself. And so, yeah, things are, things are flipping around for her. So yeah, they're definitely getting, um, a redemption arc. If I'm being honest, I'm not really bought in. Again, I think it's because you and I know so much um, <laughs> that, you know, we're unable to share, at least in this episode, and maybe we we will in future episodes. Um, so, but I will say that, you know, they do have cute moments. Like, obviously, the fluffy stuff always makes cute moments, even though you're kind of like, oh, there's no depth. I also really liked the moment that she had with her mom at the yes. bridal dress fitting. I thought that this was really unique because they never did this in the previous seasons, but I feel like production kind of sets up these little talks between the bride to be and a guest that they brought to their bridal fitting. And I loved it. Like I thought it was mm-hmm. so, so cute. So Micah has one with her mom where she goes, you know, I'm so glad that we're healthy you know, to have this moment and for you to be here today. So I think that her mom must have been sick at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe I got too. So that was a special moment. I think, yeah, the dress fitting was very cute. It's always, it's always cute. That's like the moments where you're like, oh my God, like this is the wedding dress. Like I'm going to get married in. Like it's very cute. It's always a sweet moment. I know. And I loved that moment that Bliss had with her mom as well. Oh my gosh. I you Bliss's mom. mom is like a ray of love her sunshine. Everyone's a ray of sunshine, <laughs> sunshine. sister. But um Bliss's mom <laughs> really just touched my heart because she kind of mm. reminded me of my dad during the filming of our season. Just like mm. unconditionally supportive, just trust their kid. She even says that too. Bliss's mom, um, after she meets Zach, um, she goes, you know, um, I think she goes something like, I'm unsure of this or I'm surprised at this, but I just have to trust bliss. Oh, that's so sweet. And And she, oh my gosh. And at the end when she's like, you know, if my daughter chooses you, then I'll be your mother too. Cause Zach's mom passed away. That literally left me in tears. I was like, oh my gosh, that was very special. I, I really like bliss's mom and sister sisters like she had two sisters there but I felt like her relationship with her dad is way different than the one with her mom right like he was tough he was a tough cookie to crack (laughs) yeah a lot of people are talking about Bliss's dad on social media just Mm -hmm. how condescending and dismissive he was um, when he met Zach and they were telling him about the experiment 
I thought his concerns were valid. I think it Mm -hmm. came down to the way he was expressing his concerns. What did you think? I completely agree with you. I think it's the way he did it that was kind of like shocking to me because he made everyone in the room, including us viewers, like very uncomfortable. But you're right. He was being very practical because he's been divorced and he's like, you know what, Bliss, like the way the trajectory of like what you're doing and how long you've known this person, I don't think it's going to work out. And you're on the track just like me to get divorced. I think that's where he was coming from. But it was just, yeah, the way he did it was like scary. Honestly, if I was like, I'd be like, yep, I got to go to the bathroom too. Like, I'll be back. Like, sorry, And then you sir. just like go out the bathroom window and, and you're, you're just, like, bye, see ya. Exit through the door and never come back. Like, bliss, I'll see you at home. Like, that was scary. Same. I would have done the same thing. I would have just disappeared, especially with her sister and the sunglasses. The I'd be like, Whoop. yeah. And I was like, and I am, I'm out the audacity of the cameraman to film her glasses too and get a shot of them was so funny I was like okay that's creative but yeah no she she looked cool so good for her yeah all right I know she's just young she looked cool and I was like I like the glasses but I feel like just everything that was happening during that scene was just so awkward maybe she maybe yeah chaotic and awkward Maybe her sister knew it was going to be awkward. So she's like, to avoid the eyes, you just put glasses on. She's, she's like, like no like eye contact. <laughs> Coming in with some sunglasses. I'm crying. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope <laughs> Bliss's dad comes around because I am rooting for Bliss and Zach a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Yeah. I feel like they're another couple like Tiffany and Brett who have really deep conversations and are able to like express their love in different ways. And you could tell mm-hmm. that Bliss really, really respects Zach. Yeah. Like she is able to convey that in multiple different ways, um, why she respects him. And what I really loved going back to the conversation that Zach had with Bliss's mom and wow. her sisters, he goes, you know, I've always been judged by my upbringing, mm-hmm. by like my ex-girlfriend's families or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. clearly he, he grew up not in the best circumstances and, um, I don't know for Bliss to just like respect that and, and be like, I you know, I respect Zach for so much for growing up in that type of upbringing, but then like really forging a path for himself. I was like, wow, she really loves this man. Yeah. I think it like speaks to a little bit of why Zach also picked Irina based on his fear that like in past relationships, he's been like not accepted by his significant others, like family members. And so I, you know, I don't know. Like, I think that's what stemmed from him not picking bliss also. Cause he was just scared that his, her family wouldn't approve, but yeah, I, I really have hope that these two will work. I think they're going to get married. We'll see. I hope so too. I'm like really, really rooting for them. I think that they're both very genuine people to be on the show. Um, I think that Zach has always been the one very ready for like Mm -hmm. this type of experiment and marriage, like from the very beginning. I know we like said, and you've also seen it on social media where, you know, like, yeah, he's like a bit like awkward and, and, and nerdy and the whole eye contact thing. But I think all in all, he has he has a very strong sense of like who he is and like what he wants. And I love that bliss does too. Yeah. So I I am rooting for them like you are. And I feel like most of the world is also rooting for them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And forget that little second best BS, you know, bliss just needs to move on past it. Cause you know why, um, you know what my favorite song ever is by Kygo. It's like, sometimes you gotta lose somebody 
to really know how much to know how much yes they really i know the song yeah oh, okay i hear where yeah. you're trying to go irena who irena who <laughs> I love um, it. Another couple <laughs> that I know both of us are rooting for is Tiffany and Brett. Oh of my course. goodness. They're going to get I, I am. I wish I was part of that couple. First of all, you want to be a is, throuple? Yes. <laughs> you just I'm like DM. Brett. <laughs> no, it's because I love Tiffany. Oh, I think gotcha, that gotcha. both of them are just so ready for this. They're so vulnerable. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about when Brett talks about his family, when Tiffany is meeting his friends for the first mm-hmm. time. And, and he talks about how he can envision this like life with her, like her being the mother of his children, how he wants to like create a new branch of his family. He says that generational poverty is something Mm -hmm. that like exists in his family and he wants to kind of like move away, like break that cycle essentially. Mm -hmm. And so I love those types of like vulnerable conversations where they're really sharing their true thoughts Mm -hmm. because I'm comparing what these men on this season are saying compared to, you know, our season and past seasons. And they're really, they're really sharing like all their fears and all their like future goals and, and, and why, you know, they have chosen you know, their fiancés. And, and so I think this, this is what makes the season really powerful is they're talking about things that haven't been talked about before mm-hmm. in the past seasons, like these, these innate fears that, you know, all of these men have. Yeah. Minus I love Paul. It. I haven't heard his fears yet. <laughs> I don't know what his fears are, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I completely agree with you. I think um, there's a level of vulnerability that these men are showing. And I don't think we saw that on our season. So it's very much no. appreciated. But I do have to say, like, I'm glad that Tiffany expressed how stressful this entire situation is that we're going through, that they are going through, because it related to what we went through at the same time. Like, We also had working jobs while we were filming, we were planning an entire wedding and it was like absolutely the most stressful time of my life. Like I remember my mom would like talk to me and she'd be like, you look like a ghost. Like, I don't even know who you are anymore. You're just like a shell of a person these days. And I'm like, that's because like, there's so much going on. I don't even know how to act. Like my sister-in-law had to fly in from Denver to come and help me. Like we had to find blouses and saris and matching. Like it was such an intense moment. Like, is that how you felt too, when you were um, planning this entire wedding? Like it was crazy. Yeah. Because I saw some comments on social media being like, why is Tiffany crying about wedding planning? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't production coordinate everything and you just show up? No, no, we <laughs> do everything. They pay for most of it, but we are choosing the flowers. We're choosing the decorations. We have to choose mm-hmm. the bridesmaids dresses and, you know, get the, you know, accessories for those all within like a week and a half time. Yeah, It's, it's really crazy. Finalizing the wedding list is a whole nother story and getting oh, the invites gosh. out it's just a lot. So, um, it's very, very stressful. I cried twice because it was Mm -hmm. just so much of, you know, you said like, we're working our real jobs, we're filming and doing this. We're also dealing with trying to explain what is happening to everyone. Like Mm -hmm. not only my mom and dad, obviously they knew, but like to my grandparents and to my cousins and my aunts and uncles. And you're just like, it's, it's a lot. So I'm kind of glad that they showed the scene because it's a real thing where it gets really stressful. And I loved that Brett just kind of sat and listened to her and kind of like Mm -hmm. comforted her. 
yeah, yeah. that was really sweet but no I do agree with you uh, you just like triggered a thought in me when you're like oh you have to call people and tell them especially with like shake and I situation can imagine calling them and being like hey like I'm inviting you to my wedding and they're like you're getting married and I'm like I'm not sure if I'm getting married but see you there <laughs> like what an awkward moment I know well mine was the opposite because Shane and I were so sure we were gonna get yeah. married and so we called everyone. We're like, Hey, like we're getting married. This is like, you know, my fiance Shane. And then that phone calls like 30 minutes. Cause they're like, what's happening. What you're on love is blind flat. <laughs> and then I had to recall everyone when mm-hmm. after that big fight before our wedding day happened, being like, oh. Hey, like you don't have to show up if you don't want to, like, you know, I'm saying oh, really? no at the altar. Yeah. It was a mess. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, so our guests, like if you watch the, our wedding episode on our season, if you see the guests, like at my wedding, you could see like, everyone's kind of like, some people are really confused Yeah, because I only got to talk to half of the guests, like mm. that, like letting them know that like, Hey, like I'm saying no at the altar, but the other half, they were like, what? I thought you were saying yes. And you just said, no, like what, what happened? Yeah. So yeah, I only a told a handful of people too. So I get that feeling. But anyways, I don't think these two will have any issues with that because they are a hundred percent going to be getting married. If they do not get married, I don't believe in love anymore. That's what I said. They give me hope for love on Love is Blind. I know. <laughs> and I have very little hope for love, but they have given me <laughs> the, like three more percent. The pessimist and you stop it. Stop it. Yeah. So but I hope they get married, but they are very cute. Um, I do love how Tiffany really connected with Brett's dad and brother as well. Um, mm-hmm. I love that meeting. Um, I think that they really talk about real subjects. And then I also loved the fact that Brett surprised Tiffany with those photos of her with the, um, with her engagement ring. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know Brett was a photographer, but I went to his Instagram and he, he has all these beautiful photos. And I was like, wow, good for Tiffany. Cause she's about to get herself an influencer Instagram husband who can take all her photos. Like does everything. This man does it all. And actually I had a conversation with Brett a few days ago. Cause I did a TEDx talk and he said that that's one of his goals. And I was like, bruh, you would be the best TEDx speaker ever. Like the amount of adversity he has faced. Like, I think, you know, he has a lot to share with the world, but I'm really rooting for them. I love them. I am too. And I hope that they really take advantage of like everything that's to come for them, like Mm -hmm. whether they're together or not. But I think that individually or together, they're just like really amazing people. I've spoken to Tiffany before and she is exactly how she is portrayed on screen. And you can't say that about everyone. Let's be real. So um, I think. Do you want to be on another article, Natalie? (laughs) You want to end up on another article? (laughs) okay I mean let's be real I'm just sharing what we have talked about privately like it's a real thing like not everyone you know across the seasons like based on our experience are who they are like as portrayed on screen I know I'm not I think that I'm way more like silly goofy than I was shown like yeah I looked like a mature professional and I was like huh who is that <laughs> yeah she's completely right she's not like yeah. that at all you <laughs> should see her when you see her on the dance floor you guys oh my god this girl just drops it to the flow twerks next to the walls like if you saw her in real life <laughs> I'm just saying it's a I really am. fun a big, side <laughs> I don't know how to dance but I'm a big twerker like I'll she's- if I f- see a wall at the club 
that this is, sounds so bad. I was like, I'm on it, but uh, not like that. Like, what she my means legs is her feet are on, on it. <laughs> her feet are on it. No. Um, uh, maybe we'll like drop the video for you. If you follow out of the pods, maybe we'll just like randomly share it on our stories <laughs> one day. But before we end things, like, who do you think are going to get married? I know we already talked about it, but I feel like it has to be Chelsea Kwame, Tiffany and Chelsea Brett Kwame. and Bliss and Zach. Those are the couples that I'm rooting for. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think the other, obviously Jackie and Marshall. Do you think that they'll get married? No, well, they have like a secret. But maybe Jackie and we'll Josh see. comes at the end. I know exactly. Maybe Jackie and Josh get married. We'll see. I don't know, but yeah, I agree with you on those couples. Yeah, those mm -hmm. are the couples that I'm rooting for, um, and I'm really excited for the live reunion. I am actually, actually, I'm kind of scared for the cast because I think that if our reunion was live, a certain someone would have ruined their life for a really, really long time based on what he said. Mm -hmm. It would have been yeah. really bad. He's and he was saved left. by Netflix cutting out a lot of what he said, but I can't imagine like not having an editor to like cut things that are said that are like really inappropriate. Yeah. It's going to be a shit show. I'm excited for it. We'll get front row. I think we're going to have, well, I think that we're in a separate room watching it, but mm -hmm. I do think that someone is going to crack. I mean, I know you said that it's most likely going to be Jackie. Mm -hmm. Um, and I agree. I think, yeah. uh, you could see already by her social media activity that she's, you know, like I said, is being very defensive. And, um, I, I do mm -hmm. think that she's going to try to pull her receipts somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It's going to be an those interesting like. Sunday. Yeah. Yep. So we love getting your comments and questions. So please continue to send them to our Instagram page at out of the pods. And maybe we'll surprise you and include some twerking videos of Natalie. Yeah, you probably don't want to see them, but also make sure that you leave a review and subscribe because Deep D and I will be at the live reunion. You don't want to miss what we'll have to say in our upcoming episodes. So see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.